You're listening to Daily Notes, presented by Home Sideways. Daily Notes is back. We're talking about Logan. We're talking about Darkest Hour. Let's get into it. We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall never surrender! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I drink your milkshake. If you only knew the power of the dark side. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is how I went. Shall we begin? Welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast, everyone. My name is Adam, and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversations about films. It feels so weird not to drop a horror notes episode, but we're back. Uh, we're talking. We're going back full into it. We're talking about films, celebrating those anniversaries that are not horror related. We might have a horror film in there somewhere. Uh, we're just gonna have fun with it, man. I'm really excited for this episode where we are going into the 2017. Academy Awards race. We have two films from that year celebrating anniversaries. Uh, rewatch that I definitely wanted to do when I was coming up with the list of movies I wanted to talk about. Logan was on the top of my list. I hadn't seen that movie for five years, and I remember enjoying it when I hit the theater, uh, but not loving it like everybody else did. So I wanted to give that one an honest rewatch. And I've never seen Darkest Hour. It was Gary Oldman's Oscar win. And I figured it it's kind of an odd pairing, I I admit, but one that I definitely wanted to do and knock off the old Oscar bucket list. It's definitely been one that's there for that 2017 race. And I'm pretty sure looking at the films now, the only film I haven't seen for nominated for Best Picture in 2018 is The Post, the Steven Spielberg film. I'm not going to be talking about The Post in a 2017 episode this year. That will be on a journey with Spielberg. So that's been randomized in that Spielberg ranking or review series that I'm doing. So eventually that will come in the next year probably. Who knows? It's it's random. I'm not going to spoil it now. It's going to be a while. We're talking about Logan. We're talking about Darkest Hour. I've been doing three films, but I wanted to just kind of go into November and really focus on these two films particularly. Kind of share my really my thoughts, specifically on Logan. I think that's going to be the headliner today. So anyway, without further... Oh, hold on. Pump the brakes, Adam. Make sure you guys check the show notes down below to make to find where these films are streaming so you guys can watch them and enjoy them. And make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Almost Sideways to join the conversation over there. Like, share, and subscribe. All that fun mumbo-jumbo jazz that we do here. Without further ado, let's jump into 2017. Logan, directed by James Mangold. Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real. Where is she? Beneath the stage. She's like you. Of time. Very much like you. The feelings disappear. She needs our help. 
You are someone to come along. Someone has come along. Logan is another installment into the X-Men franchise starring Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine, a.k.a. Logan. This one is directed by James Mangold, and it's written by James Mangold. Scott Frank and Michael Green have also written the screenplay here. It's based off the iconic Marvel comic book superhero from the X-Men franchise, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman has done countless performances as Wolverine or Logan, and this was billed as the last hurrah, the last outing as the iconic character, kind of giving us the old man Logan storyline, a really popular storyline that they do pretty well uh, considering uh, the limitations they are up against uh, trying to transfer or trying to uh, relate that story to the big screen based off uh, you know, ownership and uh, who owns which uh, Marvel characters at the given time. This was a 20th Century Fox film, so Disney did not own this property yet. The cast for Logan. It's a pretty good one. Hugh Jackman returns as Logan. We got Patrick Stewart returning and reprising his role as Charles Xavier. We see Daphne Keene as X-23 or Laura. Boyd Holbrook as Pierce. Stephen Merchant comes in there as Caliban. Elizabeth Rodriguez, Richard E. Grant also have roles in this film as well. And if you haven't seen Logan before, um, hopefully you've seen the other X-Men movies. And if you haven't, make sure you guys check out Logan because it is really a fun watch, especially after having seen it for quite a long time. If you haven't seen it recently, it is an action drama sci-fi comic book movie. And IMDb synopsis of it is in a future 20... It's, uh, I believe the year is 2029, they said in the, the film. In the future where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life. But when Laura, a mutant child pers- pursued by scientists, come to, help, come to him for help, he must get her to safety. So, Logan, this movie is beloved. I have to say that. It's definitely a beloved film that a lot of people loved. And I remember in 2017 going to the theater, being so excited. I love that trailer that they did uh, with having the Johnny Cash music playing over it. I Every time I hear that song, I always have the picture of the trailer in my head for Logan. It, it's a beautiful uh, trailer. It's one of my favorite trailers of the 2010s. Definitely, have it's up there. Uh, so I was really excited for Logan. And I think Hugh Jackman does a phenomenal job. He's always done a really great job with this character, even when the movie kind of sucks. Looking at you, X-Men 3. Looking at you, X-Men Origins. Uh, yeah, uh, I love his little cameos in uh, First Class and love seeing him reprising his role in Days of Future Past. And uh, I can't remember if he was an Apocalypse. I kind of didn't like that movie at all. Uh, but Logan... I gotta say, uh, my initial reaction, again, coming out of the theater in 2017, I'm trying to remember my thoughts. I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. A little overrated uh, back then. And didn't really care. It it was fine. Obviously, I I only saw it the one time, so it was something I had to go see. I did buy it. I've had my blu-ray copy there with the Logan Noir. And I tried to convince my family to watch the black and white version Really impressed, though, my wife remembered that Mad Max also has a black and white version. And 
she mentioned that you you can on your own time watch both versions by yourself. So we didn't, I didn't watch the black and white version, um, but it really my wife impressed me with that little knowledge she dropped about Mad Max. Was really proud. But anyway, Logan, uh, rewatching it this time. We had the whole family kind of watching it. I gotta say, I was really impressed. I got sucked into this world, and I remembered this is actually a dang good movie. It starts off with a really brutal kind of fight sequence with Logan. He looks like he's driving a limousine. He's doing like an Uber. He's like an Uber driver, more or less. And he's definitely a little beat down. Um, the fight sequence, the, the fight sequence at the beginning leaves him kind of battered and bruised, and his healing is not doing as well as it, we normally have seen it. So definitely old man storytelling uh, for Logan. And then going into meeting at you know, seeing Patrick Stewart reprising his role as Charles Xavier, really nostalgic vibes. Obviously, we got him, um, Doctor Strange, multi- Multiverse of Madness. I can't couldn't remember the title of that movie for a while, but good to see Patrick Stewart reprising this role. I loved him as Charles Xavier. I really liked James McAvoy, to be honest with you, too. But there's something about that nostalgic, nostalgia for Patrick Stewart. Does a really good job with this role. Really great chemistry between. Uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. I think when they're on screen together, it is uh, pretty amazing. But the real test here is when Hugh Jackman and Daphne King are on screen together. It's like it becomes amazing to fantastic. Uh, it's actually a really dang good movie. Uh, Logan is, and seeing the characters back here, seeing this world, it's not this big super uh, super sci-fi world anymore that we've seen countless number of X-Men movies. It's definitely a, a Western feel. And I think James Mangold delivers a just amazing a Western superhero movie that you really couldn't believe that actually he pulled off, but he pulls it off in spades. I think James Mangold did a fantastic job directing this movie. And I believe this movie did get nominated for Best screen um, Screenplay, and we'll go into the awards in a little bit. But the screenplay was kicking on all skill cylinders. Really cool to see an ad- adaptation like this. Considering the limitations, uh, 20th Century Fox owned the X-Men or and Mutants. So just definitely before Disney, studio, Disney and Marvel took it back as their property with the big merger that happened there. Uh, so definitely this was like the kind of the really big hurrah for the X-Men franchise because we had that big sour taste in our mouth with X-Men what's that movie called the X-Men something or other with Jessica Chastain was in it I, I, I don't even remember the title of the movie it wasn't a good one uh Dark Phoenix that's what it is Dark Phoenix it's really cool to see a superhero film really grounded in a reality. And I think James Mangold really kind of had a vision to it and he stuck with it. And I, I really liked the how grounded in reality was. Because I feel like this is, a, if mutants were alive, this is probably what the, the world would look like, most likely. Uh, seeing Boyd Holbrook here as our villain kind of chasing down these, this, these fugitives in a way. And Daphne King, X-23's character, she's trying to get into this this Eden place that she's read in the comic books of X-Men. Because in this world, they have made stories of the X-Men and they put them in comic book form. I like kind of that tie-in. And seeing the relationship between Logan and Laura grow as they journey, because it's kind of a road trip movie as well. Seeing their relationship grow 
it's really charming. I really enjoyed those moments. That's why I think it's really, when those characters are interacting, it's really top-notch there. Uh, again, Boyd Holbrook reminds me so much of, uh, I think my wife even called it too, uh, it's the guy from Sons of Anarchy, and it's Guy Ritchie, King Arthur film, and that's Charlie Hunnam. He really looks, had the same kind of vibe as uh, Boyd Holbrook, but as we recalled, he was in the, the 2018 Predator film, which kind of underrated there too, but we're not going to talk about that yet. But he was a really good job here. Interesting to see Richard E. Grant in this role, because uh, he's kind of related to Brian Cox's character from the X2 film, X-Men United. I really enjoyed this rewatch. I, I thoroughly enjoy going back and rewatching movies and kind of getting a second opinion on them. I, I really was high on Dunkirk. And after that rewatch, I'm really high on Logan. I don't think it's, you know, not, it's definitely one of my favorite X-Men movies. I think X-Men 2 and Days of Future Past are right up there with me, right up there for the franchise, but Logan's right up there, top three for me. Go back into the budget real quick. It did come out March 3rd, 2017. Kind of interesting. I thought it was later in the summer, to be honest with you. The box office, the budget for the film, first of all, was $97 million. And Opening weekend, it basically made that budget back almost. It was made $88.4 million, so it was right there. The gross worldwide in 2017, it made $619 million. So made a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big box office hit. Got to give it that. It, it's a little longer film, 2 hours and 17 minutes. And we do have some awards love here. I'm going back up here. It was nominated for one Oscar. So going over here, clicking that Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. So Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green got nominations there. But it also got the Big Screen Actor Guild, Guild Award for Outstanding Action Performance in a Spy a Stunt Ensemble. It got a nomination there for a bunch of people. So it got a Screen Actors Guild Award there. That's pretty cool. It also got a Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Film nominations. Loves to see those back. It won a Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor for Patrick Stewart. That's pretty cool. It also got nominated for Best Comic to Film Motion Picture, Best Writing, Best Actor for Hugh Jackman, Best Performance by a Younger Actor. So Daphne King got a nomination there. And Best Editing. So really got some love there. I, I like seeing that. The Art Directors Guild got nominated there for Best uh, Contemporary Film for Excellence in Production Design Award. That's pretty cool. It actually won for Art Directors Guild. Pretty dang cool. I didn't even really don't really follow that awards that much, so that's kind of cool that it got some love there. Uh, there's a bunch of different awards that they got nominated for different film critics societies and everything. So definitely check out the IMDb page for all the love that Logan got in uh, in there so uh, one thing i do want to touch on before we go into darkest hour is that there was that big reveal that ryan reynolds posted on twitter that hugh jackman is back as wolverine reprising his role as the iconic wolverine in deadpool 3 now where i'm thinking is that they're not going to really touch this logan movie i don't i think they would be kind of foolish to do that i think it's going to be in some different reality or something like that uh or Prop, they could also maybe tie it in where it's before Logan, could be. And if Deadpool 3 is going to tie in somewhere, 
Is it MCU property now? Is it going to be part of the old X-Men family? Where is it going to be? There's a lot of questions there. I'm intrigued to see where the Deadpool Logan story goes. I know that's been teased a lot, and those two characters go hand in hand, and especially going back to X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is the video game is way better than the movie. I play the video game. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but anyway, the it's going to be kind of interesting to see that movie play out. I'm, int- I'm really intrigued. I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. I definitely need to probably re-watch them, but I've, I've tried to watch the first one a couple of times. I'm just, I don't get into it as much. A lot of tequila helped that film the first time. Well, uh, but anyway, I, I'm intrigued to see the Deadpool Wolverine crossover, especially after all the teases they've had with it. But anyway, Logan, it's definitely a really solid movie. It's it's probably a three and a half star film. I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I kind of want to watch it again just to get more into that world again. Everything really worked for me this time. So if you haven't watched it in a long time, definitely check out the show notes. Make sure you guys can find it, rent it, wherever you can. Watch this movie again because it's it's definitely worth a watch. So I've mentioned this uh, film kind of adjacently. I mentioned Dunkirk. So now we're going to go to a film that deals with the Vince at Dunkirk, and that is Darkest Hour. We must now select my successor, and it's only one man the opposition will accept. He stands for one thing, and one thing only, himself. Why have I been forced to send for Cheshire? This record is a catastrophe. Let me see your true qualities, your lack of vanity. Yeah, my lying will. Your sense of humor. Ho, ho, ho. Your Majesty. It is my duty to invite you to take up the position of Prime Minister of this United Kingdom. I speak to you for the first time as Prime Minister. The Germans have encircled 60 British and French divisions. We are looking at the collapse of Western Europe within the next few days. How long have they got if we don't rescue them? Maybe two days. We would need a miracle to get our men out. You have the full weight of the world on your shoulders. We're facing certain defeat on land, the annihilation of our army, and imminent invasion. We must negotiate peace talks. When will the lesson be learned? You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth! Nonsense. The only slippery slope. Would you stop interrupting me while I am interrupting you? Darkest Hour is directed by Joe Wright and is written by Anthony McCartan and stars Gary Oldman in his Oscar-winning role as Winston Churchill. Also, familiar faces pop up here. Lily James, Kristen Scott Thomas, Ben Mendelsohn, Ronald Pickup, Stephen Delane, Nicholas Jones, Samuel West, among others here. Now, Darkest Hour was a film that I definitely wanted to see because it had the Oscar nominations back there. It had the Gary Oldman win. I'm a huge fan of Gary Oldman. I really enjoy a lot of his performances, ranging from Leon the Professional to True Romance, even to Prisoner of Azkaban. It was my favorite favorite Harry Potter movie. So seeing Gary Oldman finally get his Oscar, much-deserved Oscar win, I had to see it. I wanted to see it. And I also think it's rather funny that in 2017, we had three films dealing with the events of Dunkirk, Rewatched Dunkirk on purpose because I wanted to uh, maybe appreciate that movie a lot more because I was kind of mild on it 
you know, two and a half stars, but I have raised my ranking uh, rating up to like three and a half stars. Really enjoyed my latest viewing of Dunkirk. It helped out so much having the time off and in between viewings. So I really appreciate what Christopher Nolan did for that film. So watching that movie and seeing the events of Darkest Hour, one of the other films that deal with the events of Dunkirk, in a different kind of more political atmosphere. But also there's another f- film here. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. There's a little film, and actually it looks like it possibly came out in 2016. I want to just verify. It's called Their Finest. Essentially what Their Finest is about, and I have not seen this film, mind you, it takes place in 1940. A married woman and a screenwriter develop a growing attraction while working together on a propaganda film about the evacuation of Allied troops from Dunkirk, France. So, haven't seen that movie, but I, there's three films that roughly came out in a year's time of each other, all dealing with the events of Dunkirk. So, a really hot topic for the 2017 era of Oscar and for film. So definitely wanted to see this one. I was definitely intriguing about it, but I also came with that kind of hesitation with it because it's probably going to be Oscar Beatty. It's going to be something heavily makeup. It's definitely looking for that awards win for Gary Oldman. And I already know he won, won so I'm not really... I was kind of hesitant looking looking at this episode coming up. And I was like, well, I got to just get it out of the way. Let's just wake up one day and sit down and watch it. So I, I did. It was it was pretty solid. Kind of paint me by numbers, kind of biopic of uh, a time in Winston Churchill's life where he just took over being prime minister and he's dealing with kind of the mess that he was given and trying to figure out if they're going to go to peace, if they're going to go to war with Hitler and I seen that all that political mumbo jumbo back and forth could be really bogged down, but essentially it is a pretty simple plot. It's will they, won't they go to war, won't they go to peace talks, and kind of the political movings with the uh, crown. Uh, ben Wendelson plays one of the kings there as well. Seeing all that kind of inner workings was kind of fascinating to me. I, I really like history, so I kind of like watching this. I love it, like watching it play out a little bit. Who knows? I, I'm not 100% sure if it's everything's historically accurate. Probably not. But it was rather entertaining. I thought it moved really well. And Joe Wright did a really great job directing this movie. Cinematography really does a good part for this movie. And also the score was really well done. I thought the score really kind of helped keep you intrigued and engaged throughout the runtime. And you got to mention Gary Oldman. The guy did win an Oscar for a reason here. I thought he did a really good job. Is was he my pick to win Best Actor? No, maybe not. Looking back at the Oscar Oscar nominees, uh, no, I kind of I I like Timothy Chalamet. I liked Daniel Day Lewis quite a bit. I like Daniel Kaluuya. To be honest with you, I liked those three maybe above Gary Oldman. But does Gary Oldman kind of deserve it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because he he everything he's done. Yeah, is am I upset that he won? No, thought he did a really good job. He kind of got lost into that role. A lot of makeup will do that for you. The rest of the sporting characters, there's something crazy right home between any of the other cast, but everybody does a really good job here. I think it there is enough that if you don't know everything that's going on, there's some that you can learn from it and, and be, kind of being engaged. For me, having the watch of Dunkirk, the Christopher Nolan version, and seeing with that side of things and seeing this other side, those this is the perfect double feature, I think. Dunkirk and Darkest Hour. 
because you're kind of seeing both sides of the coin here. What's going on, on one side with the, the military, what's going on, on the other side with the, the political movers and shakers there. Really liked that. I thought it was really kind of fascinating. Overall, is Dark Darkest Hour one of the greatest movies of all time? No, probably not. It's pretty much kind of a, a biopic of a time in your life uh, with a tra- Winston Churchill. But there was something about iconic about that guy that they, they feared him. They wanted him in there. They respected him. They were frustrated by him. And I'm kind of glad I watched this movie. I, I'm giving it three stars. Pretty solid little film here. Is this something I'm going to watch time and time again? No, probably not, but I'm really glad I watched it. It is streaming on Netflix, so super accessible to uh, go. It is a biography, drama, and war film. It's sitting at two hours and five minutes, so it's not terribly long. I wanted to touch on Joe Wright real quick, because I'm not familiar with any of his stuff. The name doesn't really pop off. Something I've seen. Oh, yeah, I've seen Atonement. That's the movie I've seen. I have seen Atonement. I have seen Hana. Let's see, he's only done 23 films here. Anna Karina, never seen that one yet. Haven't seen Pan. Oh, Sereno. Or that uh, Peter Dinklage movie. Haven't seen that one yet from last year's Oscar uh, films. Um, let's see what else he's done. Um, the Atonement and The Soloist. Okay, so there's some movies I've heard of, and I have seen a couple here. But anyway, yeah, pretty, you know, pretty solid uh, director, and he does a really good job with this source material here. So let's go down to the budget, box office, all that fun stuff. The movie came out December 22nd, 2017, so right before the cutoff for the Oscar eligibility. The budget was $30 million, and it made $150.8 million. So definitely blew out the box office there. I think a lot of Oscar nominations will do that for you, so get people in there to watch those, especially the people who love the Oscars. So made a lot of money there. And, of course, we got a bunch of Oscars uh, nominations here. We had two wins. Uh, we had a winner for Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. I think that was pretty much a lock. And Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role, Gary Oldman. It's also nominated for Best Motion Picture, Best Achievement in Cinematography, Best Achievement in Costume Design, and Best Achievement in Production Design. I think those are all pretty deserving nominations there. Uh, cinematography, uh, he, they were going against Blade Runner 2049. I think that was the favorite. Also against Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The, Sound of, uh, the Shape of Water. Production design, Shape of Water, Beat Out, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, Darkest Outer, Dunkirk that time. Costume design went out, went to the Phantom Thread, which is a really great movie, but you know, Beat Out, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. Oh, and makeup and hairstyling, Darkest Hour did beat out Victoria and Abdul and Wonder. Uh, let's see, anything else there? So the only one I thought maybe like the score could have been put in there, I, I, I would be okay if John Williams didn't get nominated again for... Right, uh, the Last Jedi or uh, Three Billboards. Can't remember that that theme, the score there. But I like the Shape of Water score. I like Dunkirk and I like Phantom Thread. I thought those scores were really good. I would like to see Darkest Hours kind of slip in there because I thought the score was rather uh, engaging. But what other nominations did this film get? It got a couple Baftas. It won for Best Leading Actor and Best Makeup and Hair nominees for Baftas. Also got nominated for Original Music. See. Best Film, Best Supporting Actress, Outstanding British Film of the Year, Best Cinematography, Best Costume, and Best Production Design. Got a Screen Actors Guild Award for Gary Oldman. He won. He was basically mopping up the awards circuit there. Uh, we got a couple other Art art guild, Directors Guild. Got nominated there for Best Period Film. And a bunch of other um, nominations for different film societies. And but Anyway... 
Where do you guys think about Logan, Darkest Hour? That's my kind of my takes on both of those films. Rather enjoyed them. So that's uh, that's where I'm sitting. Where do you sit? Make sure you guys check us out on Almost Sideways on Twitter. Let us know there. And yeah, let me know. And next week's episode is going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. We're going to go back to 1992 again and talk about Basic Instinct, My Cousin Vinny, and Death Becomes Her. Two of those films I've never watched before. And I cannot wait to re-talk about, revisit My Cousin Vinny. Really fun film there. Anyway, until next week, I'll talk to you later.